What up, East High? Hello, folks. We're back. Here to talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. Who are we? The Amateur Nerds. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. Condra, what are we talking about today? Do you ever feel like a morning radio host when we start this up? <laughs> like dulcet tones? I was thinking about getting one of those soundboards where we get wacky special effects. Boyoing. Uh, not boyoing like the the cat people from that one Adam Driver sketch oh, of okay. SNL that I know you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> which is a weirdly specific pull. We'll get back to this. Can you tell the Can you tell the people what the show is so we have an air of professionality? Because I wanted to derail us in a different direction, but we need to get back to this. Okay. So tell us what we're talking about. So we are talking. Of, so we are Wildcat Minute. We're talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. This episode, we are talking about Minute 49, which starts out with Troy being worried that he could (laughs) lose and ends with Gabriella laughing. Not at him, but a little bit. He makes a dad joke. Yeah. Okay, so Minute 49. um, Now, the Wikipedia says the runtime is 98 minutes long. We think it's 97 and change. So we are halfway there, Um, much like... uh, that band that sings living out a prayer i don't like that <laughs> band what, what am i why am i it's bon jovi and bon i told jovi. you specifically no i don't I, like you told me not to sing it not to mention it oh okay that's fair not right. to not mention it okay all right how are you derailing right. us um well i was also gonna say Condra. it's spooktober Spooky season is upon us. I've always made a big deal in the past about when the podcast is in Spooktober. And now we're here. I know. Well, well, also because we've had fall themed films. Yeah. And like, or spooky in re- the terms of we were talking about villains and stuff. So, well, I don't think when we were doing Dr. Horrible, it ever came out in October. No, no, that was a very but, quick run. But Fantastic Mr. Fox, we had a couple. <laughs> We waited a couple times that we were in October. Um, so that was always fun. And I wanted to return to that because that was something I liked. Yeah, we, we like used to change the Twitter profile and <laughs> I had like a special background and I changed the handle. People are, people are less on that on Twitter this year about changing their name to spook, spooky themed things. But some people still do it. Yeah, I also think time is irrelevant and doubly so now. Um, not just lunchtime doubly so. No, that's so, lunchtime, Tom. But, but like everything doubly so. We talk about this work almost daily that we were like, when did this happen? It happened two weeks ago, not yesterday, which is nice and confusing for everyone. All right, not to go even further into alienating our audiences. Go. What, and what little we have. Um, but uh, you, ref- you also, you made that, you made that Boyo Yoing reference. <laughs> yes. Which I immediately knew to be a reference to that one Adam Driver sketch of SNL. Yeah. Well, I think I think of other. Well, I think boyoing too for like animation, like it's like an animation sound effect. I've also heard it yeah. for like I don't know. I feel like tw- I've heard not that specific, but like a boying kind of effect in like YouTubers. That no, I, I know what you mean. The, I wanted to, well, the angle I wanted to go with for this was uh, like, is there an SNL sketch that like sticks in your head? Not because it's like good or bad. It's just there. It just lives there. Because for me, it's Mokiki. David S. Pumpkins? (laughs) For you, Tyler? Um, No. Well, David S. Pumpkins, I think is really funny. And so I think it's like good, like net positive. Yeah. Is yours the slow motion hallway? um, No, slow motion hallway. I also think is funny. I said, I I just said mine, but it got a little 
cut over. Um, it's Mokiki. Uh, <sighs> I don't like <laughs> Mo that Mokiki does the sloppy switch. I don't like that um, one. That um, one I just think of just randomly, and I'm like, why? This is not good or bad. This is just a sketch for for nothing. Yeah, I guess for me, it'd probably be the slow motion hallway, just because I don't think that one's great. It's funny for <laughs> sure, but I just it's not it's not like a classic one for me. Yeah, I think. Sketch comedy is funny because sketches so rarely are high art. There's usually something like tacky or like weird about them or like, you know, 30 seconds of jokes that just don't hit. Mm-hmm. But in a way, that's what makes them great. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, like they all have something weird about them. Also, like their timeliness usually is very, very. Yeah. It makes them tricky. My favorite type of SNL sketch is one that. They specifically did because they thought it'd be funny to put the host in this situation. Like the High School Musical 4. Yeah, like the High School Musical 4 one, which isn't funny. Uh, But actually, I watched one earlier today. The Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, Matt one. Excellent. Matt the Radar Technician, Undercover Boss, Kylo Ren is pretty good. Uh, That's what that one's less of the like obligatory. Wouldn't it be funny if we did this one? That one's pretty inspired. One of the like obligatory ones that I actually watched earlier today was... um. Taylor Lautner, like, kind of like in drag as like a teenage girl who like with a Team Edward, yeah, shirt yeah, yeah, and like yeah. arguing against a Team Jacob girl, That's... and like that one is like really funny. Oh gosh, yeah. The other one I was just thinking, um, the Jennifer Lawrence Hunger Games press panel one. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I like um, Jeremy Renner. Hawkeye runs out of arrows. Oh. That one's. The song. That one's like both funny and just not funny at all. They're like, it's like this just one joke. Yeah. And uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda as a substitute teacher, I always thought was a good, a really good example of this. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, wouldn't it be funny if like, you know, all the kids, they love Hamilton. But like, what if he was just like a, a tacky substitute teacher and they all hated him? <laughs> like, I always thought that was a good version of it. Yeah. So um, we're really just dancing around here because this minute's super dialogue heavy and it's kind of weird and we both had different thoughts about it um, in terms of what it reminded us of. Um, so for yeah. me, minute 49, which is a lot of Troy explaining how his parents and his parents' friends and his teammates all think of him as a quote unquote basketball guy, which... Bad on us for stereotyping Troy as a basketball boy. Yeah. Well, he's Troy the basketball boy. Everyone knows this. Exactly. But does he just want to be a guy? Um, <laughs> so I said when we I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Yes. Um, that's a Pokemon <laughs> reference. Um, um, no, what I was saying, so in the green room kind of thing before we started recording. <laughs> the Discord. The Discord. Green room. I was saying this scene in particular reminds me of a lot of his kind of more emotional scenes in 17 again. And this scene very much could have sold him like being cast as 17 again. Stop. (laughs) I like how you refer to him as 17 again, the way that people refer to Remy from Ratatouille as Ratatouille. (laughs) Well, I I corrected myself and said 17 again star. It just took me a while to get there. No, it's funny. I like it, I like it when people do that. Like if you call the main penguin in Happy Feet Happy Feet for some reason. I, I don't know why that one came to mind. I don't know his name though. I think it is Happy. Um, no, it might be Happy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone care about Happy Feet other than the fact that George Miller directed it? And that's like an ironic thing that the, 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 the Max mu- some of the Mad music Max guy 
some of the music in it's not too bad. Like the covers, they're not yeah. terrible. Isn't Robin Williams in it? <laughs> yes, he's the penguin with the um the garbage the, around like the his frill. neck. Yeah, he's a hopper penguin, I think. Maybe it's hard to say. Robin Williams did a lot of animated movies because he was also in Robots. Well, like animated, mo- like you know, like half good animated movies. Yeah, like Aladdin. Like they just like, yeah. Well, like Aladdin, you know, as kind of like the the mold that started like the celebrity voice actor yeah, type thing. Yeah, it really did. So you thought, though, that this was Breakfast Club. Uh, yeah, so Troy's kind of having this emotional moment of like, everyone perceives me as this, but I want to like, I don't want to be like perceived in a certain way. I just want to be a, a normal kid. And th- I mean, that is like very Breakfast Club-y, like... Mm-hmm. Like, why, like, why do we have to be defined by stereotypes? Why can't we just, like, be normal and express ourselves and, like, you know, let kids be kids? Like, um, and even, like, the kind of, like, tearing up in his face but not actually crying, like, with tears dripping down. Like, like that sort of, like, you know, pretty good acting. And, I, like, like you said, like, like, I don't know if this, like, necessarily gets him the gig in 17 again, which is mostly, like, a body swap comedy and has, has emotional moments, but, like, you know, the type of emotional moments that don't make or break the film, I suppose. I, I, I would disagree there. Some of the moments between him and his daughter, especially. Yeah, I think of, I think of the courtroom scene where he's, like, literally crying. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is, um, yeah. And, and Zach Efron, and, and you're right, he does sell it pretty well. But, yeah, in, he, in here, you know, he's just kind of having this, like, kind of, like, soft emotional moment. Yeah. And it and it's good. It's it's the it's a different type of tone than what we've seen from most of the movie. Like and we've seen him be like, you know, a little bit more sensitive or like open with Gabriella, but we haven't really seen anyone in this movie get like that emotional. Yeah. And I think it's really yeah, he puts into words what a lot of I would say people feel around this age and like trying to figure out your identity and reckoning with who you are and do these labels fit me and will they fit me in five minutes five years who knows but it's all part of that like kind of exploratory part of high school that is really important and it's kind of it's a kind of refreshing exposure to younger kids who are the primary audience of this movie to be like oh Maybe I didn't think about, like, who I am right now and who I could be and who I want to be. And I didn't know I had this choice and that kind of stuff. So it is it's kind of nice in that regard that it does it in a way that's delicate and understandable. But also, I mean, it's a little cheesy and corny looking at it from an analytical perspective. But just watching it straight through, it the it doesn't seem as drawn out as it does i guess in a minute by minute format where we're getting three minutes of this basically or two and a half minutes of this here's what i would say and and this is not much of a complaint in fact i think it's probably pretty like pretty good in fact i probably think it's pretty good acting but like the, the the way that he gets like so emotional like so quick i mean it's efficient filmmaking which is why i think it's good like right we can get into the scene and he can really sell this idea of like well i want to be like i want to be one thing but i don't really like but i don't really feel but i feel like i'm being forced into this other thing and the fact that he can get so emotional and really deliver it an emotional scene that really in the grand scheme of things only lasts like 30 or 40 seconds before gabriella starts talking and kind of ruins the mood (laughs) um we'll get there (laughs) 
and and so like I said, in a in a way that's like tacky because it's hard to believe you like a sixteen year old boy would like really get to like that emotional state that quick and then you know still be kind of like the jokey great like fun charismatic guy like thirty seconds later like most most sixteen seventeen year old boys don't have that much like emotional acuity. Good word. But you know. It's a it's a it's a movie and Troy's a Troy's a pretty special guy. So it it is good to, that we have kind of this pretty quick dip into like deep emotionality versus like, you know, like I said, Breakfast Club, where it's like the emotional climax of the movie is just that it's the climax. They're building to it over the course of the whole movie. And so it feels really earned where this is just a quick beat. So it's a little weird that he gets like so teared up for just a quick beat, but also good acting like mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to do it for that short of time. Yeah, it also could be like, this is definitely weighing on him. Like, he has a lot of thoughts that he clearly has been thinking about a lot. And if I I know, like, for me, like, sometimes I'll get so wrapped up in all the thoughts and stuff, and they'll just all of a sudden all come out at once. And I may not have intended for them to all come (laughs) out at once, but they do. And it. It kind of could work in that way in that like maybe he was, when he was waiting for Gabriella, he was like kind of rehearsing what he was going to say and he got caught up in the emotion, the emotional side of it and like ended up sharing more than he intended and like felt more. And then Gabriella had to had to point out another type of guy he is. And just bo- <laughs> well, I like him the idea box. that like he immediately turned to like 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 she asked, like everyone wants to be your friends. And then he's like, yeah unless we lose like he immediately turned to the like like the critical like uh dangerous not dangerous but like um kind of wonky part of this kind of whole social structure um he's like yeah and i'm the coach's son and everything sucks because everyone thinks i'm the basketball guy whereas like you know like there's a different version of this scene where gabriella comes up and they have just kind of like a cute romantic moment Mm. up on like this kind of roof area um that's not like emotional but just like hey, we're teenagers and we have this kind of one moment alone where we can be ourselves and it's not kind of rooted down in this like emotional backstory. It's just kind of like, hey, let's be cute teenagers together for 30 seconds before we have to run off to class. Yeah. And in a way, in a way, it's better that they that they do this emotional beat because that's better storytelling. Definitely. And it also thinking about this as the attempted start of a franchise, well, the actual start of a franchise, <laughs> um, it gives them more emotional backstory and more buy-in for the audience that you're like oh troy feels things and gabriella is a good listener and like also has emotional intelligence (laughs) that was such a strained compliment it's like (laughs) is a good listener not super great at communicating her stuff but she gives him the space which i think is just as important she she steps in to say she kind of asks these good leading questions she does that's what i'm uh, like and that makes you feel yeah she's a good active listener (laughs) but yeah she her mentioning kelsey and that guy uh, as she puts it (laughs) um i really liked that um so yeah so Troy kind of stops and she's like, well, I think you can be like another type of guy. Like I saw that guy who was so nice to Kelsey yesterday. And I like the idea that like she's sort of like feeling out like, wait, is like, is, should I be threatened by Kelsey or is Troy only into me? <laughs> like yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah. But I think though, part of that question is kind of weird because we have seen Troy 
be kind to multiple people. Maybe he's not as kind to Sharpay, but he's not rude to Sharpay the way Chad is. And he still like humored Sharpay earlier and like let her talk about her musical and stuff. And he was also kind to Gabriella. And like he hasn't been outright rude in a way. Like, yeah, maybe he went the extra step and like was helping her pick up her papers. But I feel like that has been a consistent character trait of Troy that his friends quote-unquote friends, should be aware, like, the fact that he... Well, when when Kelsey dropped her papers, they, like, weren't on stage. He, like, ran up the stage to help her. But they were also the only ones around and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the situation rings similar to other interactions we've seen of Troy. Maybe that one was the most over-the-top, but... So Gabriella says the fr- says the phrase, you know, like your friends only see you as the playmaker dude, and I thought that was no. Funny. He says that Troy says that he he says his friends only. Oh, sorry, I remember the quote wrong, so forgive me. It's um, okay. I think it's funny that he referred back to the thing that Kelsey said, even though that the playmaker thing that Kel. Wait, no. <laughs> Troy, who called- said the thing about being a playmaker? Troy. Troy is called both himself and Kelsey the playmaker now. Okay, but but he's referring back to a conversation that he had with Kelsey and Gabriella. Mm-hmm. Even, but he's he doesn't he's never called himself a playmaker with reference to himself in basketball. No, but everyone else has kind of talked about him that way in in basketball okay. context. <laughs> um, being the captain, being the leader, yeah, pe- the guys looking up to him, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I also think Troy very deftly and i think this is a great skill of the writing and uh zach efron's acting here is this tension breaking that we get at the end yeah so we get some um good uh star wars prequel blocking out of this scene wherein um troy and gabriella are standing together in one location and then gabriella goes and sits in a location about four feet away Mm -hmm. and then eventually troy will go sit next to her and we it's mostly you know shot reverse shots um, which, you know, is fine blocking for a scene. The the prequels are known for that sort of thing because that's like the only thing they do because they were only like in one green screen set all the time with different backgrounds. Yeah. But it's, you know, just very basic. Like, oh, we sit and then we stand and then we sit and then it's just kind of like these only two different positions that we can be in. It is kind of funny that there's a little bench up there that Gabriella goes and sits down in. I mean, you have to climb all those stairs. You got to sit somewhere. Catch your <laughs> breath. But I do like Troy's little like joke. It's cute. Yeah, so Gabriella's like, I know how you feel. Like, back in my old school, I was just like this freaky math girl. And, but when I was singing with you, I just felt like a girl. Which I thought should've, she should have rephrased. I think I think the line would have been better if, if it was, um, I felt like just a girl. Because he said just Troy had guy. just said he wants to be just a guy. So she should have said just a girl. Yeah. But whatever. Maybe that um, was getting too close to the No Doubt song, and they're like, well, we got to take a step back here. <laughs> Can't be just a that girl. That would have been great if that song kicked in, though. Oh, that'd be hilarious. And then, yeah, you're right. Troy makes his dad joke, and he's like, you well, look, I thought you... You look like a girl, I thought you too. were like a girl. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I think that switch in acting... Even though it was a little abrupt, like it was a very quick emotional change for Troy. I think it still kind of fit 16, 17 yeah, it fits year his character. old, 17 year old high school boy character kind of thing. Yeah. And Ze- Zephron is kind of acting circles around Vanessa Hudgens in this scene. Yep. Which is fine. Yeah. 
we're gonna get Gabriella's emotional moment, Ty. Don't worry. Okay. She gonna stop making that face? We'll talk about that face next minute. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say uh, before before we wrap up is I like how overall this scene uh, resembles the kind of, I guess, result of toxic masculinity, which is um, boy only being able to get emotional when he talks to a girl he likes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is like, oh, like, no, you should be able to be emotional like anytime. Like se- you can show your sensitivity around other people, not just a girl. Yeah. Emotional vulnerability is not limited to one person. And, and, you know, and we can ar- argue nature and nurture because I think it is fairly safe to say that boys are a little bit more reserved from the kind of like 14 to like 18 years. Like they, they just kind of are set in their ways and like don't. I think girls are too, though, to some extent. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's a, I think it's more the chemical changes going on in the brain at that time yeah. than maybe necessarily gender has anything, or societal yeah. constructs of gender has anything to do yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just say that because just I, I, I observe so heavily in, the, in, in teaching my students that, like, you know, my younger students still haven't gotten kind of like beaten down by puberty yet and yet my older students are still are like kind of in the throes of and they're kind of like quiet and more reserved yeah and you know they're they're nice kids still but they're they're, but they're also like you know it's harder to get through to them a little bit because they're they're still kind of like that they get that like blank face yeah their brains are busy yeah no it's not their fault at all (laughs) we talk i talk about that at the library or my the library we talk about that a lot just like understanding when you're working with a teen and they don't make eye contact with you or like (laughs) maybe their question doesn't make sense like they have a bazillion things happening in their brain right now and like be patient and that's the other reason i kind of liked why troy got emotional in this scene it's like well he probably woke up at 6 a.m and got like you know five and a half hours of sleep yeah and has been like exercising like three hours a day every day. Like his body's probably exhausted. And the moment, like the moment he felt any emotion, like he just burst into <laughs> tears because he like his body can't control it. <laughs> I have been there, Troy. I know what you are going through. <laughs> <laughs> but also the idea that like he's only sensitive when he talks to a girl. Yeah, of course. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, considering this is a, just a bunch of talking. No, yeah. I mean, this was a, this was a pretty good scene, like all, all things considered. Yeah. We derailed at the beginning for funsies, but, you know. You have to. It's spooktober. It's spooktober. <laughs> Let the chaos in. Mmm. That's my favorite. Uh, nope, no joke no there. No joke. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where that would joke would have gone. <laughs> I think I was going to make a let the right one in joke, a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I don't even know what that movie is. It's like a it's like a weird like adolescent vampire movie. That like it's like an indie movie. It was actually a foreign movie. Um then they made an English remake. One of them is called Let Me In and one of them is called Let the Right One In, but I don't remember which is which. But I've heard they're good. I haven't seen them. But anyway, uh that's your Spooktober recommendation if you want to watch. That's a, like a real adult movie, though, not a Disney Channel original yeah. movie. So maybe use a little bit more um, discernment. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho, uh, Condor, where can people find us on the Internet if they so desire? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Send us an email at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. 
tell us your favorite SNL sketches. And by favorite, I mean not the not your actual favorite, but just the weird ones that you still remember like tw- 20 years later for no reason. Or talk about uh, Gabriella's emotional arc and how excited you are for her big song. Yeah, do that too. Something we can talk about in the future, not not something then from the past. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And also to our musician composer, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We're the Amateur Nerds, and we're having a spooktacular, monster-mashing, um, bone-clashing, bone uh, vampire... Um, Grim-grinning ghosting? <laughs> Grim grinning, ghosting October. You can bet on it. <laughs> <laughs>